from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Live from America. Today is March 31st. It's already the last day. It's already the last day of March. March 31st, year of our Lord. Thank you for joining Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And I just want to welcome you to the 83rd day of military occupation in our nation's capital, which is why you see the beginning intro the way it is, and the 379th day of that very long 15 days to slow the spread. Quite a long time, isn't it? All those who are watching on YouTube, I want to thank you. If you're watching on the website, I want to thank you for joining in live. Very soon, we'll be have we'll, we'll be branching out, I should say, to more avenues where you can watch live. That means you'll be able to watch us on Roku soon this month and Firestick, YouTube Live, Instagram Live, and possibly Vimeo Live as well. So there'll be no shortage of Live from America, and there'll be no excuse to not be able to find us because we're going to... Distribution is the key. Distribution is key until those platforms like Mike Lindell's and President Donald Trump's come out that are geared to hold each a billion people, is what they're saying. And uh, we can actually you know, have a little bit of freedom again. So I would like to give some live shout outs to those who are watching live right now. I'm going to go directly to YouTube for these shout outs. So this morning, Louise Poe from Pennsylvania. How are you? Thank you for joining in. Lance Aylesworth from Michigan. Zoromis Phoenix from uh, the Show Me State of Missouri, says Troy, Missouri. Laura Holtz is watching from Arkansas. We have uh, Stephen Susson is watching. Kathleen Olson from the Cheese State of Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin. I used to go to the Wisconsin Dells as a kid. Aaron Johnson is watching, as well as Regina Johnson from Oklahoma. Robin S. Williams says Dictatorship, Ohio. Marlene Chico is watching from Belleville, Michigan. Thank you so much. Chris, Krista Devins says shout me out from new york well you need some shout outs in new york you guys are going through a lot there Lori mccade shout out from corrupt pennsylvania she says we got brenda taylor taylor watching from virginia and we'll do two more here how about pat keating from illinois and Polly crouchley he says good morning i would assume Polly is a girl i mean a boy but you know in this day and age, we just don't know. So, Polly, uh, thank you for joining in. And also, David Yeglick from Louisiana, from the great southern state of Louisiana. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Please do me the honor of uh, sharing the video. I would appreciate that very much. Getting it over to Zuckerberg, where he hates us so much. Having the courage to even share is courage enough, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And, and please like the video. If you haven't yet, click that thumbs up, whether you're watching live or whether you're watching later. Okay, I'd also like to give a very special shout out to a very young lady named Paisley. Okay, she sent me something in the mail, and I, I apparently I said her name wrong, and uh, she thinks that I think her name is Pegs, but I know her name is Ash, actually Paisley. 
So I wanted to let her know that that I, I understand what your name is now, and I want to thank you for uh, having your uncle Chris, um, you know, basically uh, correct me. So Paisley, shout out to you, young lady. I have a feeling that you're going to be a massive, successful person in your life. Being such a young, smart, and articulate little girl, uh, I can't wait uh, for your uh, your uh, your uncle to let me know exactly uh, what happens with you in your life as you get older. And it's just a blessing to have young children watch the show and uh, and and write to me and and color pictures for me and all of that. It's just incredible. It really is. All right. Um, also want to give a huge shout out to the team over at Revival Design. Okay. Now, they sent me this. Here's a picture of the team at Revival Design. I'm going to try to get it a little closer here. Look at that. Good looking Americans, hardworking Americans, and they are from the state of Nebraska. Now, let me read to you what they wrote me, and then I'll show you what they sent me. You're going to get a kick out of this. The team at Revival Design from Nebraska says, Hello, Jeremy. I'm a small business. I own a small business in Nebraska. That is my team on the front. We wanted to let you know that we tune in every day to watch you. Okay? Um, We also donate to your channel because we just love the content, commentary, and that you give thanks to God daily. My stimulus is going to people-funded accounts and Trump rallies only. How amazing is that? They also sent me $100, so I want to thank you for that donation. It's truly, truly an honor to be able to get these, this kind of stuff in the mail. They says, we've made something fun that we use in our office now. And one for you also. It breaks up the day when we can hit this, and we hope it works for you when at this time in our lives we need a laugh. Keep up the good fight. God will bless you for it. Trust me when I say that was my favorite episode by far. Enjoy. Kara Alba and the Revival Design Team from Nebraska. Now, it sounds like what they did is they sound like they took some audio from one of my videos because I say this all the time, and I'm pretty sure that's me on the on, uh, that you're about to hear. And they took my audio and they put it on this little button. You know, like those little easy buttons that you have a hard time, you just press that and you have an easy time on those commercials? Well, they apparently... <laughs> put my voice it looked i think it's my voice anyway uh on this little button and uh, if you write if you read on the front it says nobody cares well (laughs) i have a new addition for the studio now not just a dumb dumb award not just a sound for a dumb dumb award but i also have this nobody cares (laughs) i'll play it one more time nobody <laughs> Nobody cares. I cannot wait to use this during the show because it's perfect for so, so many occasions. So thank you from the Revival team in Nebraska. That is truly one of the best gifts uh, that, I got, that I've got just because I get to use it constantly and, and, and create some laughs. Okay, um, Gary Morgan says, can I get a shout out? Yes, you can, Gary. There you go, brother. God bless you. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Nobody cares. (laughs) All right, folks. We have hit that time here in Live from America. We're about eight minutes in. Let's give our love, our attention, and our honor 
to God in heaven during this holy week for Jews, for Christians, the whole Judeo-Christian foundation. This is a holy week. This is a wonderful week. As we go into Easter, we had Palm Sunday. We had Passover. It's truly uh, the most incredible week in the entire year. I mean, Christmas is one thing. Don't get me wrong. Christmas is important. But this was proof and validation that Jesus came to destroy death. That Jesus was God's promise to destroy death and evil. And his resurrection on the third day was that proof. <clears throat> Today's verse of the day, Luke twenty-two forty-two, And it says this, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. As Christians, folks, one of the things that we need to make sure that we do is surrender to God. That is first and foremost. Surrender our desires to God. Surrender our mistakes to God. Surrender our sorrows to God. Surrender our worries and our anxiety to God. It's the one thing that Jesus did that we definitely need to make sure that we follow. I mean, we need to follow everything he did, right? We're never going to be as perfect as him. Because I was watching version this morning, and they said, here's you, here's God. This is how far apart you are from God. Jesus then came to this earth, and Jesus was the only one that was a perfect match and brought us and God together. Jesus, doing what he did by surrendering his will to God's will, created a possibility for you to be close to God once again. Okay? So I'd like to read what I wrote this morning, and then we will uh, we'll say the Lord's Prayer, and we'll get right into the news today. If you haven't yet, please like the video, and for, for 100 pleases, please share the video, okay? I wrote this this morning. Do you like being in control of everything? Do you need to be in control of everything? It's okay to admit that you do. It is. Don't pretend that you don't if you actually do. Admit that you do. Because the first step in, in, in getting better at something is admitting what you do wrong. And a lot of us are on this way. I wrote, I did this for 39 years and still find myself slipping into that way of thinking. The difference is that now I recognize it and I get back on the right path quickly. Imagine what Jesus was thinking in the garden the night before he was about to be tortured and killed. He was praying to Father God in heaven, knowing the future, and he knew the agony that awaited him, yet he still surrendered control to God's will. Think about that. That is the ultimate surrender, knowing what was about to happen to you on the scale and knowing that it was God's will for you to follow through with the ultimate sacrifice. We should follow Jesus' examples always, but specifically about letting go of control and surrendering to God's will. Once you do that, you will sweat no more blood, you will feel no more stress or anxiety, and you will truly be happy sitting in the light of God's glory. And that's what it's all about, folks. That truly is what it's all about, surrendering, giving it over. We are not in control. We're definitely not in control of what's happening to our political environment right now as you can see as you can see it's completely out of control and the agencies that we put faith and trust in in order to make sure that this 
that system doesn't get out of control. They're out of control. But remember, God's will is not what you, you don't understand it and you're not meant to understand it. You're meant to just have faith that what you're going through is the right thing. So remember, especially this week, surrender your control of everything to God. Okay? Now let's get into the first and foremost section of today. But first, let's do the Lord's Prayer. So if you're with me, if you're somewhere where you can say it out loud, please say it out loud. If you can't say it out loud, please say it inside for the Spirit to hear it. But one way or another, God needs to hear it from you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen, huh, folks? Woo-hoo-hoo! I need a slurp, and we can get busy. First and foremost section of the day today is going to go to none other. You know, it's been going it's been going to this guy a lot lately, and I truly try. I truly do try to steer away from giving this guy a dumb dumb award. I do. Because he's you could give it to him every second of every day. However, I can't. I got to give this guy the dumb dumb award of the day today. Again, starting off the show on the first and foremost section, which I'll do right now. Let's do that one more time. Here we go. Here we go. Let's do that one more time. The Dum Dum Award of the day today, which just went into the Swamp Donkey Bucket, ladies and gentlemen, is going to go to none other than Resident Biden himself. And the reason why it's going to Resident Biden is because of his decision to put Susan Benghazi Rice You remember Susan Rice. You remember what kind of a failure she was. You remember the the troubles that she caused, right, Susan Rice? Well, I like to call her Susan Benghazi Rice because she and Hillary Clinton were the masterminds of the entire circumstance that happened in Benghazi with our American citizens who put their lives at risk and who ultimately died because of the decisions that Susan Benghazi Rice and Glad Bad Crooked Hillary made. Okay? So, Resident Biden puts Susan Benghazi Rice in charge of his administration's effort to expand mail-in voting to make it even easier for the swamp donkeys to steal elections. She is in charge of soliciting strategies from federal agencies in order to find common sense approaches to expanding mail-in voting. Now, you got to ask yourself, was this prior to H.R. 1 being drafted or after H.R. 1 was drafted? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's all part of the plan. It was all done at the same time. While H.R. 1 was being drafted by Stretchface Armstrong, who, who is the Speaker of the House, and her merry band of dum-dums, the same time is when Joe Biden actually reached out and nominated Susan Rice to be on his administration and so to work hand-in-hand with H.R. 1. Now, 
I honestly do not believe HR1 has a chance, has a snowball's chance, and you know what, to pass the Senate. And apparently neither does Joe Manchin, which we'll get to later. All right? But I don't think it's going to pass. Matter of fact, I'm even I'm even stronger. I won't guarantee it because, I, hey, look what happened to guarantees November 3rd, right? Our whole justice system decided to fail. But I'm pretty sure that HR1 won't pass. But regardless, she's there to either work with the passing of HR1 or work because HR1 didn't work and still work with democratic run governor democratic run states with democratic governors to expand mail in voting to even further uh steal elections okay because you're not going to get very far in red states so i really don't know what her role will be if she's not leading the HR1 charge my guess is that resident Corn Pop put her in that position because he thought that HR1 would pass, or maybe still thinks it will, and that she will head up that uh, that effort. So yes, Susan Benghazi Rice is back in the White House. She's back in an, in, an, in an administration, and hopefully, hopefully, she doesn't end up killing more Americans in this new role. Okay. Oh, I know, Polly. Polly Crouchy says, I can't take much more, any more of this corruption. I know, but you know what? All this corruption has to come out. It has to overflow. It has to come to the top like mold, okay? It has to filter its way to the top and then overflow the cup for us to clean up the mess. It's just the way it is. And that's why you got to put your faith and trust in God. But I hear you. I feel you. It's, it's a lot easier said than done. I feel you, okay? Um, Diamond Girl says, Jeremy, with all due respect, Biden is not in charge of anything. It's all a bummer who too is being controlled by various serious and nefarious individuals who put him in the presidency to begin with. I agree with you, Diamond Girl, 100%. I agree that uh, Obama is behind the, the scenes, pulling the strings, and he's even having strings pulled on him. I agree 100%. This is Obama's third term, but really it doesn't matter who's in there because it is the globalists who are running things. 100% agree. Aaron Reardon says, the swamp donkeys are the mold. You are 100% correct. And Susan S. says, she gives all citizens a bad name. You're right. All right, please like the video, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get those likes up to a couple thousand. We have about 2,200 watching on YouTube right now. We got even more uh, watching on the website and listening to the podcast, and I thank you all very much. Moving on, a new bill coming out of Kentucky called SB. 228. If you live in Kentucky, you might want to write this down. This is important to you. You should know this, but a brand new bill coming out of Kentucky called SB 228 requires the Kentucky governor to fill an empty seat for the U.S. Senate with a person from the same party as the outgoing senator. Now, there has not been a U.S. senator from the state of Kentucky that's been Democrat for many, many, many years, okay? But the governor that's there now, the governor that you have now, actually vetoed this bill when it first came to his desk. Remember that? Remember? They actually vetoed, he actually vetoed this bill and said that this goes against the Constitution and goes against uh, voters' rights and goes against the right of the governor, okay? It went back to the Senate. The Senate actually got enough votes to override the veto this time. So the Kentucky Red Amazing Republican Constitution-loving legislature actually overrode the veto 
because they had enough votes to do it. Don't you just love America? So now in Kentucky, the governor has to fill. So let's say, let's say Mitch McChina was to end his, uh, end his reign on this earth as um, minority leader or majority leader or just end his reign in the Republican Party. Let's say something were to happen to Mitch McChina today where he is no longer able to be a senator for the United States. The governor there, Democrat or Republican now, has to fill the seat with a person from the same party from a list that the party gives uh, puts forward. So, great job, Kentucky. It's another example of how the state legislation has all the power and the federal government does not give, give its power to the states. The states give power to the federal government. And the, that's why you saw Biden begging the other day for governors and mayors to just put another mask mandate in. Come on. Come on, man. Save some lives, man. <laughs> Remember the guy last night on the video? Rawr! Numbers are going up. Rawr! Numbers are going up. Grandma killer. Rawr! It's just, it's, it's like a parrot constantly screaming. <laughs> and like that guy said last night, get back in your cage. But this is why I've been telling you, the states have more power. They always have. They always will. And the federal government cannot, cannot tell states what to do. That's why I said, Either get involved and run for a state legislative position, whether it be in the, uh, the House or the state Senate, or back somebody or help somebody who you know that is. That's how you can make the biggest difference in this country. That is how. That and sharing shows like this so that more people in these states get the truth and, and get the knowledge on what to do moving forward. Okay? Right. <laughs> Grandma Keller. Yes, Jennifer Jasperson. That oh, she says send us the link to Jim Brewer's clip. Okay, I'll 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 try to find that link again and I'll put it in this comment thread when when we're done. All right, President Trump last night had an interview with his daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, on the Right View. I love her show, by the way. And I believe now Lara Trump is also going to be a contributor for Fox News, as well as she gears up to run for U.S. Senate. Okay, so last night, Lara Trump had President Donald Trump, her father-in-law, on her show. Before she even got to the interview, let me read what the team at Facebook actually sent to her. You are going to, you're going to be like, what? Okay, so here we go. This comes from a representative who works at Facebook. And it says this. Because it's Facebook and Instagram. She says, Hi folks, I saw on Laura Trump's Instagram account that she will be hosting an interview with President Trump tonight. Just a reminder, that content posted on Facebook and Instagram in the voice of President Trump is not currently allowed on our platforms, including new posts with President Trump speaking, and will be removed if posted resulting in additional limitations on accounts that posted it. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. There's a lot more to read, but I'm going to stop right there. Let me tell you what Facebook is saying. They're saying if you are just an innocent bystander, if you're just a person on the streets and President Trump comes up and he says, and he's you know maybe in a motorcade and he comes up and signs something for you and you put him on camera and you put that on Facebook or Instagram, you will be banned. You'll be suspended or banned. If he says anything on your camera... The, the the algorithms pick up his voice 
And now I understand why they attacked me so quickly when I started creating different profiles on Facebook. I understand how they attacked me so quickly. It wasn't necessarily the people who are reporting you, the crybaby snowflakes. No, no, no. It's because they not only have face recognition, but they also have voice recognition. So if you put anything on, on uh, anything new on Facebook or Instagram, this is what they're saying, with his face or with his voice, they will suspend you. This is coming from them. Then she says, the guidance applies to all campaign accounts and pages, including Team Trump, other campaign messaging vehicles on our platforms, and former surrogates. And former surrogates. And then it says best. And then her name at the end. So then, Laura Trump does the interview and puts it on all those platforms. Okay? They end up taking it down and they send her this. Hi, folks. We are reaching out to you to let you know that we have removed content from Laura Trump's Facebook page that featured President Trump speaking in line with the block that we placed on Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts. Further content posted in the voice of Donald Trump will be removed and result in additional limitations of the account. Thanks, Caitlin. Thanks. Nobody cares. And the reason why nobody cares is because we are finding our ways around this. Now, I'm going to play a clip from this interview, and I'm going to tell you where you can find it since you can't watch it on Facebook or Instagram. The best part about this is, do you remember when they removed me from Facebook? I was getting over 30 thousand live viewers now we're lucky to get three thousand here on youtube because people just won't make the move or they can't find us that's why i ask you guys to share but we were getting so popular on the lives that i was doing and i say we because i, I agree this is this is all of our success we were getting so popular that i was getting i think one time i got thirty-three thousand live viewers at one time all right when they booted me at the same time instagram booted me too i had to rebuild there uh, at the same time, um, Teespring got rid of me, and Spotify and Anchor got rid of me. They all booted me at the same time. Now, I had two choices. I could have said, well, that was fun, or I could figure out ways to fight and keep going. That's what I did. I found a podcast company called RSS Podcast, which is what you listen to when you listen to my podcast on my website. I talked to the owner of that company, who said that they have no desire in ever censoring me ever and he was a christian what happened next what happened next now i'm going to be going on roku and fire stick and i understand the companies that own them but the company that i'm working with that's going to facilitate putting them on there explained to me exactly how social media versus digital tv works and once i'm up there I'll never go down unless I'm like breaking laws. So I have their reassurance that there's no gonna, there's going to be no censorship and they even know my content. Okay? What happened then? I got um, we actually started working to tr to try to sue Teespring and we talked to a few lawyers who didn't want to touch it, by the way, but we did do that. So we moved from Teespring to a company called Partly Cloudy. Now, while Partly Cloudy isn't an American company, because I had a hard time finding any American on-demand companies that offered so many different styles, we are working towards that. Believe me, we are. But we talked to the owner of this company. And you know what the owner of this company said? I, I believe they're in the, the Netherlands or something like that, is where the, the actual headquarter base is out, out of. But he said, to, he said to me, he goes, I don't care what political party you're on. He's like, I'm not in America. 
He's like, that's, he goes, what, what goes on there is your guys' business. I'm interested in facilitating clothes for you. Now, they do have American distribution companies, which is great because it does, it does um, go to Americans having jobs going through this company. But what I did was exactly what others are starting to do. I fought to move to companies who will not censor me, and I had the conversation with them before I even started doing business with them. Okay, it took days and days and then weeks and now months of constant communication in order to make sure that Live from America found another place to grow and was able to grow. All right. Now, with President Trump coming out with his own social media, Mike Lindell coming out with his own social media, you got things like Telegram out there, you got things like CloudHub out there, you got things like Freedom Fan out there. People are starting to wake up and conservatives are starting to run own businesses now that they, that they should have owned for the longest time. But liberals worked their way into owning everything, and now we're just taking the power back. Once we take the power back, we get to spread the information again. Once we spread the true information again, that's what saves America. And Donald Trump knows that. All right, so I'm going to play for you right now. I'm going to play a portion of this video for you and then tell you where you can go watch it yourself. So without any further ado, Laura Trump and President Donald J. Trump. Let's see if I can, uh, I want to fixed a picture here for you so you can see it in its entirety there you go here we go president donald trump and his daughter-in-law lara trump last night interview that's been taken down on facebook and instagram here we go well we see gas prices already starting to go up so it's already starting very to substantially um so i want to ask because people ask me this too will we ever be able to attend another trump rally Oh, yeah, sure, I think so. Just, <laughs> in fact, we're thinking about doing one relatively soon just to let everybody know that uh, there's hope in the future. Look, when you look at what's happening to our country with all of the ideas and things, when you look at these Democrat-run cities where the crime is up 300, 400, 500 percent, and they don't do anything about it, shootings, killings, murders, rapes, they're up to... 200%, 250%. No, there's, there's, it's a shame. What's, what's going on is just uh, very sad. Democrat-run cities. Yeah. And now, if you have a Democrat-run country, watch what's going to happen. It's, uh, it's bad. So we might be able to attend well, a Trump right. rally. Sure. I, mean, sure. I love okay. doing them, but more importantly, I think we get the word out. That's incredible. When we have rallies, you know if you want a state. Yeah, I can tell if we're going to win a state by a rally. When we set up a rally 24 hours before and we have 35,000, 40,000 people show up, in Florida we had 55,000, in Butler, Pennsylvania we had 52,000. When you have 52,000 people show up quickly for a rally and they got there for four days, you know, you, right. you set it up four or five days early and the people line up four days in advance. They stay in tents and things. It's the most incredible thing. And, and meanwhile, Joe Biden has seven circles with five people at the rally. That means two circles are not even filled. That's how popular an 80 million vote president is. <laughs> anyway, that's on Rumble. I don't want to play too much more of it because you know where we are. So I want to just I want to just give you the heads up that the rallies are coming back. They're planning one now. And some of you will say, what's the sense of the rallies? I saw it on Telegram when I posted it this morning. What is the sense of the rallies? What's the sense of the rallies if we're just going to have you know, rigged elections and blah, 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 blah. The sense of the rallies is very important. Number one, it energizes people again. It lets them know what he's been up to and what his plans are moving forward. It unites us 
again. It gives us something to be excited about again. It shows the fake news media and the world the who the rightful leader of this country is. It shows the world the base that this man has compared to the guy that's in there. It's further validation that the guy that's in there doesn't belong in there and did not win fairly to be in there. And really, ladies and gentlemen, what it does is it puts him out in front as the leader of the party even more. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, you have states like Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, and others who are run by red legislatures working to f- to create election laws that are modeled after the Georgia one and even further. And like I said, you needed five different ways in order to steal November 3rd. And the machines was just one. And they can't do it alone. That is why you're seeing a scramble for HR1. And that's why you're seeing a scramble to get everything done as fast as they can before the elections of 2022 because they know they're out of there. So that is why. That is why these rallies are so important. Okay? That can be found on Rumble. And if you look up um, the right view with Lara Trump on Rumble, um, she has 65,000 subscribers. Definitely go on there. And while you're on there, subscribe to Live from America. I'm always about a day late putting up my videos on Rumble, but all of them are there. So go subscribe to Live from America. And you can see it on the scrolling words at the bottom of the screen as well. I want you guys to be able to find me everywhere. Okay, moving on, I want to quickly talk about... Uh, Matt Gates, because it's 11.34 and I still got a ton of stuff to talk about. So I hope you're here with me. If you're here with me, give me a thumbs up, like and share the video. But Matt Gates. So now the New York Times and the left are putting out a massive hit piece on Matt Gates. The thing about this is that none of us heard anything about this until yesterday. Why? Why didn't any of us hear about this until yesterday? Well, I'm going to tell you why. It's because... It was part of an investigation by the FBI with Matt Gates and his family working with the FBI wearing wires in order to try to, con- uh, to, to get the proof and then convict a former Department of Justice agent, okay, for bribery and extortion. What happened was the New York Times got wind of this story before today, which was the day, now think about this, today was the day that Matt Gates and his family were wearing the wire in order to trip up this DOJ agent. Today. Yesterday, the New York Times puts out the story saying that, because they got to get the story out first, right? It's like a domestic violence. Whoever calls the cops first wins. Same thing with news. Once you get ahead of a story and put your narrative out there, that's what people believe. Guilty until proven innocent, right? That's what the way it is now. That's exactly what the New York Times tried to do to Matt Gates. Why are they going after Matt Gates? It's easy to know. It's easy to know that. They're going after him because of his popularity in the conservative party. And what they print, and I hope, I hope when this is done, Matt Gates sues the New York Times just like people are suing CNN and everything else for defamation of character. Because here they go again, trying to get ahead of a story so their narrative can be the only narrative. But what does he do? He says, no, I'm aggressively going to go on talk shows and aggressively rebuke what the New York Times is saying about me. And here, I'm going to lay out the proof. And he even gives you the name of the DOJ agent. Okay? And this is classic Democrat move. This is exactly what they're doing to Andrew Cuomo. When they want rid of you, race or sexual allegations? Racist or sexual allegations? Systematic racism 
or systematic white male, I guess. So I'm going to play for you just, and I'm going to break it up because I don't want to play the whole thing at one time because I don't want to be flagged for anything. Because um, I don't want, I, I, I truly don't want to, uh, you know, look like I'm pushing, you know, somebody else's com you know, content. I just want to show you a little bit so you can see that Matt Gates was ahead of this and he said, no, 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 this is not happening. So this is Matt Gates on Tucker Carlson last night. Here you go was supposed to be contacted by my father so that specific instructions could be given regarding the wiring of four... I'm going to start it over for you. ...to respond to these stories and give us his view of them. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, so this is obviously a serious allegation. Tell us what the truth is from your perspective. It is a horrible allegation, and it is a lie. The New York Times is running a story that I have traveled with a 17-year-old woman, and that is verifiably false. People can look at my travel records and see that that is not the case. What is happening is an extortion of me and my family involving a former Department of Justice official. On March 16th, my father got a text message demanding a meeting wherein a person demanded $25 million in exchange for making horrible sex trafficking allegations against me go away. Our family was so troubled by that, we went to the local... So FBI. I want to pause that right there. I just want to pause that real quick right there. I want to talk to you about that. So there was allegations made. The allegations were false. However, somebody in the DOJ picks it up and tries to extort and bribe the Gates family by saying, give us $25 million or else we are not gonna, we're not. we going to make sure that this story doesn't go away. Matt Gates says, you can see all my travel records. You can see people that I've uh, flown with and flown to uh, different places. He goes, yeah, when I was single, before he was with his fiance, who I met at CPAC, I met him and his fiance, and not at CPAC, out to dinner, out to dinner. Out walking Orlando, we stopped, we had a great conversation with them. Now, I know there's, you can't tell everything just from a quick, you know, discussion with somebody, and politicians are politicians, but the way this guy got ahead of it, the way he's aggressively denying it, and the proof that he's showing, he didn't do it. I, you, can, you can see it, you can see it and, and, and hear it, that he hasn't, that this is just nothing but a wrap-up smear campaign. So, let me, let me continue to show you uh, the rest of it. Here we go. And the FBI and the Department of Justice were so concerned about this attempted extortion of a member of Congress that they asked my dad to wear a wire, which he did with the former Department of Justice official. Tonight, I am demanding that the Department of Justice and the FBI release the audio recordings that were made under their supervision and at their direction, which will prove my innocence and that will show that these allegations aren't true. They're merely intended to try to bleed my family out of money. And this former Department of Justice official tomorrow was supposed to be contacted by my father so that specific instructions could be given regarding the wiring of $4.5 million as a down payment on this bribe. I don't think it's a coincidence that tonight, somehow, the New York Times is leaking this information, smearing me, and ruining the investigation that would likely result in uh, one of the former colleagues of the current DOJ being brought to justice for trying to extort me and my family. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. So I, I, I spoke wrong in the beginning. The wire was already worn. Okay, the audio was already captured. 
Today was not supposed to be the day of the wire wearing. Today was supposed to be the day that the $4.5 million deposit was transferred and where that wire would go. So that's what was supposed to happen today. And once that went through, then the FBI has everything they need to bring charges up on the former DOJ agent. Okay, this is the FBI out of Florida, by the way. All right. So what happened was the New York Times put this piece out last night completely, completely destroying the integrity of the case, completely destroying the investigation. And now you think this guy. So what they did, what the New York Times did. Here's what happened. In my opinion, the DOJ knew this was going down. The FBI knew this was going down. What they did is they leaked it to the New York Times like they always do. The New York Times is their favorite per people to leak to them and CNN. They leaked it to, to, to the New York Times so the New York Times could put out this hit piece so they could destroy the integrity of the investigation to save a former DOJ agent. That's what really happened here, folks. That's what really happened here. So I will uh, play a little bit more here for you and then we'll move on because I don't want to beat a dead horse. I just want you to see what he's saying. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. appreciate it. Um, so this is obviously a serious allegation. Tell us what the truth is from your perspective. It is a horrible allegation, and it is a lie. The New York Times is running a story that I have traveled with a 17-year-old woman, and that is verifiably false. People can look at my travel records and see that that is not the case. Okay, so... It looks like it's just kind of going over and over again, so I'll kind of leave it there at that. But I'll let you be the judge, okay? And ultimately, we'll let God be the judge. But do you believe Matt Gates, or do you believe the DOJ and the New York Times? Hmm? I know who I believe. Let's move on, because we got some more news to go to. Alabama, if you live in the state of Alabama... You can say goodbye to your mask mandate and your governor so graciously gave you back the freedoms that they weren't allowed to take to begin with because uh, they were given to you by God. But the state of Alabama says goodbye to the mask mandate on April 9th. So if you are suffering from uh, shortness of breath, if you are suffering from any kind of uh, skin disease from wearing a mask all the time in Alabama or if your children um, are forced to wear masks, the mask mandate is gone April 9th in Alabama. So you should know that. Um, also, I want to talk about, this is a perfect chance to use my nobody cares button. Are you ready? Oh. So, the Olympics are coming up. The United States always represents in the Olympics. And we always do well in the Olympics. And historically, in basketball, nobody has been able to touch the United States in the Olympics, ever. Okay? We dominate. This year, this year, people who are attending the Olympics as athletes from the United States of America have been given permission by the people who put on this entire event to kneel for our national anthem if they so choose to do it. Now, you know people like loser LeBron James, who has no education whatsoever, came out of high school and is probably one of the dumbest human beings on the planet, not trying to even be funny. You know that he will lead his team into kneeling. So that means that not only were we embarrassed in Alaska on our own soil by our biggest adversary because of weak, weak China, Beijing, Biden. Okay, but now we are going to be embarrassed even further because our athletes are going to kneel for the national anthem. Now, do you remember, you might not remember this, but it was a couple Olympics ago. 
Do you remember uh, Hussein Bolt, who's the fastest man in the world? I believe he was from some country in Africa, I think it was. Excuse me if I'm wrong, it might be South America. But Hussein Bolt was the fastest person alive. Probably still is. Okay? He was giving an interview with a news station from another country. And in the background, there must have been some American Olympians who were getting ready to compete. And the national anthem was playing. And I wish I could find that video on the fly for you, but Hussein Bolt, who's not even an American, stopped the reporter and said, please stop, they're playing the national anthem. Turned around, put his heart on, or his hand on his heart, and sat there and gave respect to the national anthem of the United States of America. And now, how quickly we forget, and look at us now, kneeling for our own national anthem, people who play sports for a living, who go out there and play a game, kick a ball around or throw a ball around, make millions and millions of dollars, but somehow are oppressed and have nothing because of Americans and because of the angry white old male. They will be kneeling in front of the world while other countries will probably be standing and honoring our flag and our national anthem. This is a further this is, this is furthering the mold coming to the top. This is further showing the world who we really are when Democrats are in control of things. Absolutely disgusting. Okay, Dina Roca says Jamaica Bolt is from. Okay, there you go. There you go. I'm sorry I, di- I didn't know exactly what country he was from, but I remember that. I really do remember that. And I, and I, I remember thinking to myself, wow, I love that guy for what he just did. Hmm. So... Anyway, LeBron James and the rest of you moldy swamp donkeys. Nobody cares. About your oppression and your fake crybaby snowflake tactics. How about that? How about that? Nobody cares. All right. I want to show you something here, and I'm not going to talk about it much because I don't want, you know, got to be careful what you say these days. So I'm going to show it to you. This was reported by not only um, the Gateway Pundit, but it was reported by the Epic Times. It was reported by Breaking 911, Disclosed TV, Revolver News, and the doctors who were part of this diagnosis. They even made statements. So for those out there who don't think this is true, it is 100% true. And I'll uh, show you what I'm talking about. Man's skin burns swells, then peels off in a severe reaction to the J&J CCPV. Now, I want you to look at these. Look at that. Look how horrible that looks. Now, I had a lot of reg... I posted this on Telegram last night, and I had a lot of uh, RNs come on and say, that doesn't look like that to me. That looks like, you know, something else that has to do with diabetes or other things because of his toenails and the way they looked. Okay? But this happened almost directly after taking it, had a massive, massive severe reaction. Virginia man's skin swelled, burned, then peeled off in a rare reaction to the J&J CCPV. 74-year-old Richard Terrell said he began to feel discomfort in his armpit four days after he received the CCPV earlier this month. Soon, Terrell developed an itchy rash and his skin began to swell, turn red, and burn. It was stinging, burning, and itching. Terrell said as he described the pain. Whenever I bent arms or legs like the inside of my knee, it was very painful where the skin was swollen and was rubbing against itself. After days of the rash, 
Uh, after days, the rash covered his entire body and his skin peeled off. A Goochland County man suffered yet. We, Richard got, the do, got one dose of the J&J, CCPV, earlier this month. Suffered a severe rash that spread over his entire body and turned his skin red. The 74-year-old was admitted to the hospital and spent five days in the VCU Medical Center. Terrell was released from the hospital and is now sharing his CCPV story as he recovers the comfort of it in his Goochland home. He tells 8 News that he's still very weak and that it will take some time for him to fully recover, but he's thankful to have received his shot, it looks like. It all happened so fast... My skin peeled off. It's still coming off my hands now. Um, and as you can see there, see his back and his legs. And you can go on and read the story further as well to see what the doctors said about it. But they corroborated that that's what it came from. But he's still happy he got it. If I looked like that, I would not be happy that I got that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Somebody says this looks worse than the disease does. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But hey, to each their own. To each their own. I want to tell you about a new story here. Now this is a great story and a sad story all in one. All right? A six-year-old baby was rescued. A six-year-old baby girl. And yes, I'm going to assume the gender. A six-year-old baby girl was rescued after being thrown from a raft by smugglers into the Rio Grande by, uh, by smugglers and coyotes. Okay? She was saved by Texas Rangers and the U.S. Border Patrol agents. The child's mother paid $3,500 to be smuggled into the United States. She's been waiting since December and... She, she was waiting since December because she didn't know who was going to be president next. She took a gamble. Because the person that became um, resident, we'll say, she then immediately started making uh, her plans to move forward to get smuggled into the United States. She was on a raft with a hundred and some other... There were, she and a hundred and some other people were on these rafts crossing. The mother got assaulted and her legs were broke. The mother got assaulted and her legs were broke. So if the smugglers are assaulting her and her legs are broke, you can only imagine how her legs were broke and what must have been happening for her to be assaulted. And her legs are broke. I don't have to go too far with you guys understanding that. Six months old. Not six years old. If I said six years old, I'm sorry. Six months old. Six month old baby girl. Somehow the baby girl was thrown into the river. Now, I don't know. The story does not really give us much uh, in the way of, of how these agents found her. I can't imagine a six-month-old was out there wading water until she was saved, which means they must have been um, uh, watching this happen. Six months old. Wow. Wow. But they saved her, and the mother and her are both in America now. They're, mo they're both in America now. Do they belong in America? No. But at least they're safe from these ravaging, disgusting, rage monster smugglers who assault people and sexually traffic humans and children. Adults and children. Yes, the mother is irresponsible. 100%. 
But this is what Joe Biden created. This is what he created. Blood is on his hands. Blood is on Kamala Harris's hands. And this is far, far exceeding what they impeached Donald Trump for. These people will be impeached during or after their tenure here. I guarantee it. Because of the blood that's on their hands and the assaults that are on their hands and the babies and the, and, and, and the lifelong um, PTSD that's going to be caused to children because of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Sickening. We're gonna give. Uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna give our first smarty today. The smarty today is going to go to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, because the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, a division of the federal government, actually came out, made a statement directly against President Biden. So they get a smarty for that. But not only making a statement directly opposing what Biden do- does, but calling it right out and saying, if you try to t- um, hike up taxes right now during this pandemic while you're giving people money to fund your $3 trillion infrastructure program, it will be, quote, dangerously misguided. Well, you're smart for saying that, Chamber of Commerce, the United States Chamber of Commerce, but everything this man does is dangerously misguided. Everything. Him opening his mouth, him going to the bathroom, him being on camera, him walking, him trying to walk upstairs, everything he does is misguided. Everything. The guy likes people rubbing his hair and his legs in pools, and he likes to learn about cockroaches while kids jump on his lap and sniff them. He said that. Not me. That's Joe Biden. He said that. You don't think the things he does is dangerously misguided? Get out of town. But smart that the, that the um, Chamber of Commerce actually came out and made that statement because it's about time that somebody in the federal government does. It's about time that somebody does in the federal government. Okay, we are going to give our next Dumb Dumb Award. That's going to go to Stretch Face Armstrong. Stretch Face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi. Swamp donkey bucket it goes. And that bucket is filling up fast with people like Stretch Face Armstrong, Resident Joe Biden, and 2% Kalame. Kalama Harris. That bucket fills up real quick. But Nancy Pelosi continues her attempt to be a dictator, to be a king to be a totalitarian, to be the one in control of everything, or so she thinks. She doesn't even have her face under control, let alone the country or her caucus or the House of Representatives. However, she continues to try to be a dictator and continues to try to be a king by trying to steal another seat for the U.S. House of Representatives from Iowa. Now, we already talked about this twice, but I want to talk about it a little bit more. The The Republican candidate from Iowa won this race. She then won it again during a recount. Now, it was a very, very slim margin. Only six votes, even after the recount, was upheld. Not only was it upheld, but her opponent on the Democrat side, Ms. Hart, signed off on it, recognizing the fact that the recount was correct and that she did not dispute it. However, many months later now, after uh, the Republican was sworn in, after she's been serving, now all of a sudden, the representative on the Democrat side is like, I don't, I don't think she won. I don't think she won. I think there was 12 votes that weren't counted correctly. 
So she called up Nancy Pelosi. Oh, we this is our chance to steal it. I think there was twelve votes that weren't counted correctly. So Nancy Pelosi steps in, and she's actually trying to make it so that she can unseat the Republican, which she can't do. She then came on camera, which looked to be very fake, by the way, just about as fake as Biden in front of the in front of the uh, press microphone that day. And she came on and she said, "It's my prerogative." to seat or unseat people. And I didn't have to seat the Republican, but it's my prerogative to do so. No, it's not. It is the voters of that state's prerogative to do so, stretch face Armstrong. Maybe you have had your face peeled back to the back of your head so many times that it's pushing up against your frontal lobe. And that is what's making you a dum-dum. But I'm here to tell you that even I know that you do not have the power to seat or unseat somebody based on if you believe they won or they didn't win, especially if there was a recount. So, Stretchface Armstrong gets a letter in the mail from Secretary of State from Iowa, Paul Pate. Paul Pate sent her a letter urging her to reject any attempts to overthrow the will of the Iowan voters. I, I can't stand politician rhetoric. I can't stand the way they send each other letters and, and talk. I urge you not to do it. Send a letter like Trump. Grow some courage. Tell him exactly what's going to happen. Don't go, I urge you not to, I urge you to reject any attempt. Now, which is, it's great that the, that the, uh, that the secretary of state sent a letter. That's great. I'm glad that he sent a letter, but how about send a letter that says you are overreaching. You are overstepping by no means at all. Will you ever, ever get a Democrat who lost even in the recount to be, to unseat a Republican who won fair and square voted in twice. No way is that going to happen over my dead body. Come get it. That's the kind of stuff that you need to start saying. Because, you know, the Democrats would send a, a very rude letter. That's not even being rude. That's standing up and saying, not going to happen, stretch face. Period. I urge you to reject any attempt. What kind of weak talk is that? Come on. Come on, Paul Pate. So if you live in Iowa, reach out to your Secretary of State's office today and let him know that you're not just going to take, I urge you to reject that they better get tough or they're going to end up losing a seat just by giving it up. But that's how the Republicans work, isn't it? Weak. Weak, 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 weak. Um, I want to give a smarty to Joe Manchin right now because Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema they're holding their ground. But I thought that Joe Manchin would probably end up flipping. Well, it sounds like he's not gonna, okay? It sounds like he's going to stand strong for right now. So I'm going to give him... Very reluctantly, I'm going to give Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, a, uh, a smarty because he came back out and he told reporters that it doesn't look like H.R. 1 will go anywhere in the Senate. It's not done on a bipartisanship you know, level. Um, both sides don't want this, and it would even further divide the country as we know it, and it would be a short-lived victory for the Democrats, but it would be have long-term effects and it would destroy this country and divide it even more. So, again, folks, I cannot stress it enough. All you have to do is call Joe Manchin's office, call Kirsten Cinema's office, leave messages, leave messages with people and leave them on answering services. Let them know who you are, let them know where you're from, and let them know that 
They have your support as an American, regardless of if you're a Republican or Democrat. They're doing the right thing, and you have to let these people know that they have support. Because if they're not getting report support from the Democrats, which they're not, they're getting flooded with attacks, they need support from somebody in order to know that the decision that they're making is the right one. I know we shouldn't have to do that, and they should stand on their decision-making as it is. But people are not strong enough to do this, especially politicians. They need love from the people. They're like the Greek gods. They need the prayers in order to keep continuing to have strength. So let them know that you support their actions. Let them know that you do not want them to go and vote against or vote for H.R. 1 or vote against the filibuster. And it's the only thing that's going to keep them going. Okay, ladies and gentlemen? So make sure you reach out and do that. Um, Also... We raised $500 in March for a family farm. Now, I do not want you to email me your suggestions for a family farm that might be in need. Here's what I want you to do, because I want us all to pick farmers. Now, I've gotten a few suggestions already, which, I'm, which I've uh, put on, on the list. And I want you to send me either a Telegram message or an Instagram message talking about a family farm that you know might be in need that you know personally or that somebody that's in your state that you know, give me the name of the family farm and and, uh, and what state they're in. Again, send it through Telegram or Instagram because I already have so much going on in the email with uh, so, so much other stuff that I, it'll just get lost. And I'm, I'm so far behind there anyway. Send, that, send those family farms to either Telegram or Instagram. If you could do that for me, we could pick somebody by tomorrow or the next day to send this $500 to. And this comes directly from the clothes and the apparel that you guys bought on the store. And I'm so proud uh, of all of us for coming together and helping families out. Okay. Also, I want to let you know what to expect from Live from America in April. I wrote all these down. This month, you can expect Live from America to add more uh, social media outlets to watch live, like Instagram and Vimeo. Okay, we're going to be uh, introducing Live from America to digital TV, Roku, and Fire Stick. So there's going to be another two options you have to watch the show. Okay, and we're going to have a new look on the website. We're going to have a new small American business directory tab that you can go to and look and see who you can buy certain things from all over the country, online or wherever, maybe even in your own state. We're going to be selling hats, Live from America hats. Uh, and Hip Hop Patriot hats and American sunglasses on the website. And we're going to be adding new apparel and new options to the store as well as conduct more interviews with people in this country who are making a difference. So that is what you can expect from Live from America in April. I'm working hard for you guys. Your donations, your subscriptions, whatever you want to call it, your, your apparel purchases, it's all going to good use and it's all going to make the show grow bigger and add more content, add more hosts, and add more opportunities for all of us here in America. Okay? So thank you guys all very much for watching Live from America today at 11 o'clock. I'll be back at 5 p.m. Eastern Time with more uh, from right here in the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. And, um, just remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. God bless you guys, and I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Remember, share the video. Let's grow these numbers, let's grow the audience, and let's, uh, let's continue to unite this country through shows like this. God bless you guys, and uh, we'll see you tonight at 5 p.m., okay? Have a great day, and uh, look for people to help today. That's how we truly make a difference.
See you later. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. No way. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first.